God's, God's special peace be with you this day from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our text, as I mentioned, is John 5, verses 1 to 9. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? Our gospel takes place in Jerusalem, in a place called Bethsaida, at a pool where people went who wanted to be healed. Jesus does not come there to be healed, but rather to offer his healing to a man who had been there a long time. And Jesus comes to us this morning here at beautiful Savior Lutheran Church and asks the same question. Do you want to be healed? Healed from what, you might ask? I'm not sick. But of course we are. Yes. We struggle with it every day. We call it sin. It causes all sorts of things to take place in our life that we wish did not take place. And just as Paul, we must declare in all honesty, the good that I would, I don't do. And the evil that I would not do, that's what I do. And all too often, those words apply 
to me. And I fear to you as well. How can that be true for Christians? Christians who are here in church, after all, aren't those people worse than these people who are here in God's house, hearing his word, knowing that Jesus died for you upon the cross to redeem you? The answer is, lies in the problem of our original sin. You see, that sin that clings to us, that causes us to do those things that we really didn't intend to do, <coughs> causes us to say those things that we didn't mean to say. The sin that's been clinging to us from our parents and their parents all the way back to Adam and Eve. It's sad that no matter how hard we try, we can't seem to rid ourselves of that. It crouches in the corner and waits for us. And then when we slip, it causes us to do those things or say those things or think those things that we ought not, as Christians say, do or think. And so today we rejoice with Paul in those words that he said to complete that, that phrase that he, I read, quoted earlier, thanks be to God through our Lord Jesus Christ who has given us the victory over sin. Yes, we can defeat sin. Matter of fact, we did it just a moment ago when we confessed our sins in all earnestness. We said, we're sorry. We're sorry, Lord. And you heard the absolution again. Imagine yourself in a serious illness of some kind, something that maybe hasn't been able to be cured by anybody. And somebody walked up to you and said, would you like to be healed? I think you would say emphatically, yes. <laughs> Maybe for some of you, that's a reality right now. Maybe you have such an illness in you. But you see, if they cured you, that would help you in this life only. Jesus came to cure a sin, an illness that goes on to all eternity. And that's what we're talking about today. That's the healing Jesus offered to that man at the pool of Bethesda. And that's the, the uh, cure that Jesus offers to you and to me today. Jesus offers that healing in the confession. But you know, the confession is one of those parts of the service that we seem to kind of want to get through. So we can get on to the other important things. But in truth, the confession is the most important start of the service. It's where, like my mother used to say before I came in the house, wipe off your feet, Brian. That's what we're doing in confession. We're wiping off our feet of sin. And Jesus says, through a called and ordained servant, 
you are forgiven. You have been cleansed through my blood and my sacrifice upon the cross. It's the key, you see, to everything else that comes after it. What meaning is the word of God which was read? What meaning is the sermon that might be spoken, no matter how good the preacher, if we haven't truly believed that Christ loves us, died for us, and has indeed forgiven us? So I want to do something this morning to help you, just in case. Not meaning that anybody here, I'm not accusing you, but just in case you hurried through those confessional words and didn't really think about them, I want to give you another chance. You can take your worship guide and use the words of that, or just close your eyes for just a moment and confess to God, I'm a sinner, Lord, and I need your forgiveness. I'm going to do that right now. Pause and give you a chance to do that. And once again, God announces the forgiveness to you for all your sins. You are a child of God, forgiven, and on your way to eternal life with the Lord. Did it feel different? Was it a little bit different at least when you paused to actually think about it? Try to do that every Sunday when you confess your sins. Try to keep that as one of the parts of the service that is meaningful to you. Now back to our text. Strangely, the man in our text does not say, yes, heal me, Lord. No, instead he invites Jesus to a pity party. I can't get to the water. Somebody gets there before me. I've been here a long time and I never can. Don't you think after 38 years he would have figured out how to get there first? Hmm. Why didn't he just say, yes, heal me? So I tried to understand that. In my preparing for today, I tried to figure out what in the world was going through this guy's head. Well, the first problem he had is he had no idea who Jesus was. That's made clear later on in the text, later on in the, in, the, in the chapter. He didn't have any idea that Jesus could heal him. He thought maybe he was just a passerby asking a dumb question. The second thing that came to mind was maybe after 38 years, he kind of was resigned to his fate. You know, we have a long-term problem of one kind or another. We kind of get resigned to it. We kind of give up hope of ever, things ever changing. Maybe that was what was going on. A third possibility might be that he was content with his life as it was. Didn't figure 
there was any other life to have. This past winter, uh, you might know that my wife and I spent quite a bit of time in Florida, and uh, from time to time, we would shop at a rather large department store called Walmart. And there at the exit to the parking lot, a very large parking lot, every weekend there were beggars. And they would stand there. I say beggars because they would take turns. There was a car parked in the parking lot, and when one fellow would get tired, he would go over and another fellow would come and take his spot. They were always there. But as I watched that, taking place on more than one occasion, I thought to myself, why would someone beg at a Walmart which has a very large sign now hiring? Were they making more money begging than they could employed at Walmart? or one of the other businesses, the businesses down there were paying an average of $15 to $17 an hour starting salary. Were they really making that much money begging? Some people gave them some money, but a lot of people didn't. And I thought to myself, maybe that's just the way their life had always been. Maybe they knew nothing else, and they were content with whatever they were able to get. Which takes us back to our text, you see. Was it possible that the man answered as he did because he just had gotten used to his life as it was? Perhaps he begged for a few pennies to provide the food that he needed, and he needed little else. In the end, of course, it didn't matter, did it? It didn't matter because the next thing he hears from Jesus is, Rise, take up your mat, and walk. You're healed. You're healed. In many accounts of Jesus performing miracles in the Scripture, and many of you have read them all, I'm sure, a person has to have faith, or at least know who Jesus is. This man had neither. No faith, no knowledge of Jesus, no belief that he could heal him, but he was healed anyway. That's an important part for people we may meet who don't know Jesus, but Jesus can and wants to heal each and every one of them as well. Jesus comes to us today and asks the question, do you want to be healed? It sounds like a funny question to ask of church people because, of course, I've made it cure, sure, clear what sin we need to be healed from. But you see, it's possible, it's just possible that there's someone here, but certainly, if not here, in some church somewhere, that is just going through the motions. You're here today because you're always here on Sunday. You're here today because your spouse is here. You're here today because your parents are here. Whatever. You're just here. You don't truly feel any relationship to the Lord or feel your need for forgiveness. Know this. 
if that could be you, which I'm almost sure there's no one here like that, but if it could be, you need to know that Jesus can and did heal you upon the cross. You are healed. It's important for you to have a personal relationship with that Lord that did that for you. A personal relationship. Not just belonging to a place, whether it's called Beautiful Savior or anything else. Not just here because mom's here or spouse is here. Not just here because you've always been here, but because you want to worship Jesus who cured you. Jesus comes to you and I today and offers us that wonderful, wonderful healing, that good news of his love for you. He doesn't ask you if you want to be healed. He just healed you. He healed you before you were born, before you believed in him before. Before all time. And he loves you more than life itself. He gave up life for you. He is the great healer. Now one final thought before I say amen. There are thousands of people out there in the world who have heard this message before but haven't taken it to heart. Some of them you may know as your relatives, friends, neighbors, someone who has heard about Jesus, but that's not for me. They need to know there's only one damning sin. Rejection of Jesus and his love for you. That's it. Outside of that, everything else is forgivable. You see, there are some people out there who think they're so good that they're going to get to heaven because they're good. They're not going to make it. There are others who think they are so bad that they don't deserve God's forgiveness. That's not true. There is no sin, there is no person so good that they will get to heaven and no person so bad that they can't get to heaven through the blood of Jesus Christ. So we need to share that knowledge with people that we meet, people we know, people who do not trust that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life that no one comes to the Father but by him. May God bless you in that effort as you share Jesus, whom you believe in as your healer, with those who don't know him yet. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. We join together in confessing our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. As you are able, please rise. <clears throat>